0: La 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 Leonie Dawson refuses to be categorized as a podcast. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Frank Walker from Walker National Trust. Just kidding. That is a Australian radio commercial that sometimes just gets totally stuck in my head. Hands up, who else also gets that stuck in the head? I am off. You guessed it. School around. What a surprise. Where else does Leonie do her podcasting these days? (laughs) Um, I have just returned from a few days in Sydney. Oh, my God. Look at me go. I left the house. I went to a conference that required me to go on a plane um, to another city. And um, I spoke on the stage stage. And I met a lot of people. And it was all very exciting hadn't been on plane for like five years um so that was all quite felt like a foreign land really to go back and then fascinating because i live in southeast queensland which to me um like i've lived in much more um like regional and remote areas and very small towns and things like that and um And so I feel like I'm quite cosmopolitan where I am. Um, And so I wasn't expecting to have any like city culture shock. But boy, did I? Holy smokes, did I? I felt like a hillbilly coming out of the fucking hills for that one. Um, just the amount of traffic and I know that everyone must talk about the Sydney traffic and every Sydney sider out there must be like yeah we get it there's fucking cars move on with your life but I can't I could not get on with it and the fact that to walk to the venue I had to go along these kind of convoluted little pathway and it meant that I had to go over the cars and under the cars and around the cars and it meant at one point there was cars underneath me and then cars above me on a bridge and not just like one lane but like you know like four lanes six lanes what the fuck what the fuck guys never seen such things in my life (laughs) So that was all a bit overwhelming and overstimulating um but i did it i'm proud of me for that my bestie Deb Namara from Canberra um drove down to pick me up I'm very grateful um, that she drove just to come and spend time with me so I spent time with her the first um afternoon just to get settled in and then she slept um with me for a night we bunked together and we had a slumber party and it was very cute um and then and then um I went to conference and um I was I thought I would be like there taking notes studiously like I do usually at conferences but I just found I was was having too much of a hard time on a sensory front to do that so um I didn't last very long and um I got very overstimulated and overwhelmed so I went down by Darling Harbour and Really, I was stimulated and had a cry, so I was like, All right, we need to get some nature, we need some nature in order to regulate. And because I could hear the traffic everywhere and see the traffic, and also like the um, like even my hotel room was right over the top of um, like four lanes like an intersection, like four lanes going both ways. And then I could see this massive... Anyway, it was just a lot of traffic and I was very overstimulated. I could not cope. So um, I ended up having just like a look on the map and um, decided to walk down to the Chinese Friendship Gardens. And I'm so glad I did. Gosh, it was so beautiful. And um, I just felt instantly relaxed being in there. It was just like this little sanctuary... Um, and these closed-in walls and everything else disappeared and I just loved being looking at the trees and all the plants and I had a beautiful lake like a lake and um, I came across this water dragon and I was like, oh so beautiful make friends with the border dragon and then there was these beautiful koi fish in the pond they were absolutely massive i've never seen them so large before and the most incredible colors like really all different colors and some of them like had all these splashes of colors over their back like just like you see in a japanese painting like Oh my god i just couldn't even cope with how gorgeous it was and then there was ducks and like at a certain point the water dragon jumped into the water and swam with the carp i've never seen such a thing i've never seen such a thing in my life it was incredible um and then the duckies were like floating over the um the carp, and then sometimes the duckies would um lean down and gently nibble <laughs> the carp I don't know if maybe if they'd just been annoyed by the carp or something it was really funny I just had the most rapturous time there and I thought all right in order to survive in the city we're just going to need to do this we'll just need to look for beauty need try and find pockets of of nature and um we'll also like make sure that we look for beauty by um documenting it and so I have an app on my phone called Hipstamatic I have had it on there for years and years and years and they have this certain one um, like camera option that you can choose in there and it's called random and you have no freaking clue what your picture is going to turn out like they like have like hundreds of different filters and overlays and frames and all that kind of stuff and it's just like it's like a random roll of the dice to see what they decide to overlay on it and you can't change it afterwards and it actually just really appeals to me because I don't wanna overthink it, I just wanna see what little miracles and surprises come. So I was just on my happy little hipstomatic app taking these old school kind of photos. And some of them are just ridiculous. They like takes like a normal photo and but it like turns it into a CD, an actual CD, <laughs> the shape of a CD, and then it's got Happy Holidays written on it. Even though it's July, August, we are August, yeah, we're August. Good on us. Um, so it totally wrecks some pictures, and then it's just like perfect, perfect on others. So it was just, it was so, it was so lovely to do that. Um, and then I decided just to keep on walking, and I ended up walking down through Chinatown, and that was incredible. And I been there like maybe 17-ish years ago um on a merry adventure and it was just so lovely to be there again um and uh, it was just riveting so i just kept walking and walking i found this japanese station shop was incredible um and oh bless i just loved i loved that little adventure um and then that afternoon, I had my speaking presentation, um, and that went really well. I'm so thrilled with it, getting to talk at Osmanpreneur and um, do a talk for it. And um, before I went on stage, I just went into the bathrooms and gave a little prayer and asked that I'd be of service and that I bring whatever qualities people needed to hear at that time, whether it was like joy or expansion or freedom or abundance, whatever it is they needed, I just hoped and prayed that I could be that. And it just, it felt like I was while on stage, like the audience was so connected and engaged and they laughed and I laughed and it was just this beautiful, loving back and forward, back and forward. I adored it adored it. I really do adore being on stage. And then I got to meet some beautiful humans afterwards. And that was really big and um, really touching for me. And I'm not sure how to talk about this in a way that's humble. And so I won't bother trying. I'm just going to say it as it is. <laughs> I'm not actually known very much for my humility anyway, so that's fine. Um Anyway, so after I spoke, there was a couple of people, there was, you know, there's a bunch of people that came up to me and there was just a couple that they'd never met me before. They just talked to my speech, like just heard me during that, and both of them were crying and both of them just felt so deeply seen and felt and connected. By being around me and knowing that they weren't alone in the world because they could see themselves in me, you know, they were neurodivergent and um, related to so many parts of my story and they hadn't found a place where they could feel really understood in that way. And they were just so beautiful, such beautiful humans and I just loved being with them in that moment and to honour them and witness them and just love them as much as I could um, and that was really touching and for me it was really helpful because I have been you know just trying to work out what my like my next purpose is because I feel like in some ways I fulfilled a purpose that I had and now I'm kind of in the the waiting room God's waiting room of what's next and I haven't been even really sure of whether I wanted to grow my audience at all um I've been a little bit reticent to do that and um I, I guess as well you know having gone through different levels of fame there's some parts that are divine and there are some parts that make me feel deeply uncomfortable um, with that, and so I know the the downsides of fame already, and so I don't want to extend my audience for fame purposes um, but meeting those two beautiful humans made me realize like, oh, maybe there's some others out there who might be feeling alone at the moment or like there's not they don't feel represented they can't see a reflection of themselves in any kind of you know sort of more public figures or business teachers or whatever around them and that it's enormously healing just for them to just even know that I'm out in the world doing what I do. So I'm sitting with that and seeing what needs to happen next or maybe that'll just come in time. But it was like, oh, okay, maybe it's just trying to keep focused on the people who have may not have found me yet and still might need me. So, yeah. Well, that's how I feel about that. Um, speeching went well. And then I also um, had a lovely time the next day doing some more wandering. Again, wanted to go to conference. Again, couldn't manage the overstimulating. And I was even overstimulated in my hotel room because it was quite loud. Um, and I could hear the um, the intersection underneath me and the traffic and the beeping. Um, so I was like, right, okay. The best thing I can really do is just um, is to um, is to walk and try and find beauty. And I did, and I'm very grateful for like every little miracle moment, like. I came out of the bottom of a train station and right there, there was this huge flock of pigeons. I've never seen so many pigeons in one spot before and they were all different colors and one was even just kind of this beautiful rusty orange color. And I just stood there really quietly, just marveling at them. And I was so quiet that they all kind of stayed around me Um, and I... Um um just was marveling at them they like and they started like coming up to my feet and eventually i um well, I, I moved my arms just to pick up like put my phone up towards my face, and they caught shock at that, and they took off in this massive flock and just the um hundreds and hundreds of wings all beating rapidly at the same time and it was like one it was an enormous sound but also just like the actual um the force of the wind it was like standing under a helicopter it was just absolutely marvelous and then i went up onto um the i went i Oh, I'm just watching a little kid on the road. Okay, that's right. You know, what it's like when you're... A, you see other kids go for a wonder and you're like, Oh, Mummy Judy on. Mummy Judy on. Got to help another mum out if her kid's on the run near a road. But real good. Um Okay, I was talking about something very important. Oh, yeah. And then I went up onto the street. I had no idea where I was. And I was in front of, I think, the town hall. And... Um, and this beautiful old building and there was a man playing violin on the street and right above there was this red balloon that somebody had just let go of and it was soaring up into the sky and then the town bells started tolling and it was just like this rapturous moment of all these little bits of beauty interlocking together like all these tiny bits of everyday magic and no I wasn't on drugs Um, this is just the joy of an autistic experience where sure I find it very difficult to stay in a conference room because it's a little bit too much information but then when I'm in situations where I can try and look for beauty I can see all of these things in great detail and it is just so rapturous and so Divine and beautiful, and it fills me with awe. And side note: I'm just sick of people asking me if I'm high. I've been asked that all my life. People always say, "Like, what are you on? What are you on? I'm on autism, okay? I'm on fucking autism. That's what I'm on. I'm grateful for it, but it's not a drug. It's my brain. <laughs> oh, bless. Um. Then I look I just felt like I was on this adventure to work out where I should be next. And it's just like looking for clues of like, oh, where should I be next? What should I be doing next? And I knew that I wanted to get a smoothie because I'm kind of I was desperate for some kind of breakfast. Um and I just wanted to eat my usual breakfast smoothie that I have. So I set about looking for that, and I knew I needed some noise-cancelling headphones. Um, to try and reduce the traffic sound for me just to, for sensory stuff because I hadn't brought any with me. I always think I'm not going to need them, but and spoiler alert, I always do. <laughs> um, so um, I was just kind of trying to follow the signs of where I should go and then I saw this huge poster of Astro Boy and I adore Astro Boy and I was like... <gasps> I must be in the right place. And I looked around, and there, right there, was a Boost Juice with exactly the smoothie that I wanted. And um, right next to it was um, a JB Hi Fi, so I could go get some headphones. And I was like, oh, thank you, Astro Boy. Thank you. And then Astro Boy led me to Australia's largest bookstore. And it is incredible. Um, it was incredible and a massive manga section and gosh I could have just spent days and days there Uh, but I didn't I decided well I was going to meet somebody um, Sally Guthrie and so I wandered around and then eventually started walking towards the rocks um, because there's the Kendone gallery there and Kendone is this iconic Australian artist and if you were like a child of the 80s and 90s, like his artwork was ubiquitous with everything, like it was high fashion that everybody wore, <laughs> it was it was Australia you know, and I have so much respect for him as an artist especially since he was like a late bloomer like he didn't have his first art exhibition till he was 40 and um he has created this really long-term incredible creative career by following his delight and i love that his wife and his two adult children love work in his business as well so i was thrilled to get to go to his gallery and just be around the all the old architecture as well um keeping in mind that like old old architecture in australia only gets to like you know 200 and whatever years old Um, but anything that's not built in the last 40 years, I'm like, oh, vintage, so exciting. (laughs) Um, So I just loved all the old stone buildings. So I met Sal there, and then we ended up walking and walking and walking. We went, walked all along the wharf, and then we walked to Sydney Botanic Gardens. We got some um, Italian, and then Sal showed me how to... Um, catch a ferry back to Darling Harbour and oh, it was so great catching a ferry. I fucking love being on a boat and it was just ecstatic. I felt like a golden retriever on that boat with all of the wind spray and then you look up and you just see all of these beautiful things one after the other, these very iconic like Sydney Harbour Bridge and then you see um, Sydney Opera House and then like the, the boat pulled up and... It wasn't. I had no idea where I was, and I looked up, and there was Luna Park, the Luna Park face right in front of me. I never even knew. I never even knew. Gosh, it was just divine, absolutely divine. Um, and then that night was the Gala Awards evening, and I was up for. Uh, I was a finalist for five categories, which is I just feel so honoured. Um, for I got to hang out with Natalie Alamo and um Karen Parkinson and um had a rip-roaring time I won four gold trophies which I'm just I I can barely speak about it I just feel what 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 um I'm actually up on stage and thank everyone and tell them that I suck at elevator pitches and so um I was just going to, like, if they wanted to know what I did, I was the leading retailer of wide-girth dildos in Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Just because it made me laugh. And I still don't know if I told anyone what I actually did, but I don't care. I laughed and I laughed and I laughed. Um, At some point in the evening, I got very overstimulated, so I went and, like, laid down on the carpet up the back near the near the bathrooms and just had a little just a little horizontal time and my sweet friends Natalie and um, Karen I think they like were feeling a little protective of me, bless them, I know I really appreciate that um, and Natalie spotted me and told Karen, oh Leonie's down by the toilets and Karen sort of just zooms over just to check that i'm okay and i was totally fine and so she joined me and then we ended up having a cuddle puddle on the ground and people kept on just joining and i was like come come spoon with us and so i had a big spoon i had a little spoon had top spoon and i just had so many beautiful humans all snuggled up together on the ground and it was such a lovely way to spend the time um and just to regulate together like a bundle of puppies really and then the next morning, I headed off home. And I'm all like, "Whoa! Watch me go! Look at me! I'm just a traveller out in the wo- in out in the wild, making things happen, doing the things." Um, so, yeah, that was my big Sydney adventure. That's all the things I wanted to tell you. Um, if you wanted to go on to my Instagram, you can find a I don't know what are they called a story highlight or some shit like that, and you can see some of the pictures of my favourite moments from Sydney but I feel really blessed for the adventure and also so keen to do more um I was texting my husband the pictures as I went and he said it was just so wonderful it was like being away himself um but it was just like oh I feel like I'm there like what's gonna happen next it's like an instant slideshow <laughs> um and then walking through Chinatown and like just all the the goodies so just loved it really and looking forward to doing more adventures like that when the time has come when my family can all go together because our dog finally realizes babe you are so fucking old you could probably leave the, leave the planet and we'll be very sad but also you're very fucking old you're 19 years old have you not got the memo that doggies should die by now but she prevails because we love her so much but then also it's been so long <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right that's me okay i'm gonna leave it there i love you bye